never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a canceled death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change Podcast. I'm your boy Bigger T. Joined as always, as usual, because that's the way we like it. By my man Big C, Big C, Clint Clark. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm good. Rocking, as you can see. For those of you on the not on the YouTube's, kissing ninety six hat. Yeah, Clint's um, yeah, Clint's uh, rocking a. Uh, kissing 96 snapback. Yeah. When you got that, you probably didn't know what a snapback was. I have no, I, I just, yeah. Just a hat, but now it's it's just a hat, just a hat with a, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I just, whatever, whatever the hat says, if I like the hat, I don't care if it's a snapback or fitted. Yeah. Yeah. One size fits all. I'm not, you know, I just like, I like the hat and this is a complete dad hat. Me and the me and the wife were talking about it when I was coming in here. I'm like, I want to wear a hat. <coughs> this is a complete dad hat because it is a dad hat. It's a good. It's dad a dad hat. hat. It is. I'm yeah. a 46 year old man. Yeah, it's okay. You don't catch the young wearing this unless they're doing it ironically. Yeah, I'm doing it because I like kissing '96. Speaking of hats. uh, a couple weeks ago when we had Kamani Johnson on, he really liked my New York hat, my Yankees hat, my black and red one. Oh, he did. He liked that hat. So I got on uh I got online and I could not find it. There was one size that every website had. You know, it was because it's a fitted hat. And he didn't right. know his he didn't know his head size or whatever. And he's a busy guy. I knew he wasn't gonna be able to get back to me. And he'd give me his address. So we, you could send him some t-shirt, a t-shirt. And, and uh, so I thought, you know, I'm just going to order him this one, you know, in that size. And if it fits, it fits. If it doesn't fit, he can just give it to somebody else. Right. Yeah. That it fits. Cause I think it was on sale too. It was, you know, so oh, was, man, that's the best part. It, but it was literally like, you could only order one size and they had three left. Okay. Like, Every fanatics website and every I, I guess they get all those from the same place or whatever. Yeah, they probably anyway. Are. I got a text from him today. He got the shirts and he, he got the shirt and he got the uh he got the hat and he said he said the hat actually fit. 
So oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I figured because it I forget what size it was, but it, it was kind of on the you know on the scale of the sizes you can get. It was on the smaller side. My I I go to the top of the scale, of course, because I got a melon. Yeah, you got it. But anyway, um, you got a misshaped head. Well, I mean, I remember trying to get a helmet. You know, in school playing football, you know, coach had to. Yeah. Like even in junior high, he had to go to the senior high helmets to fit my big old head. So that's why I could have been an actor. Because yeah. actors always have big heads, right? Of course, of course, most actors have little bodies and big heads. I, I think it's a metaphor, Travis. No, 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 no. Think about it. Okay. Think of Mike Myers. Yeah, he does got uh, a big head. A lot of those guys, a lot of those guys have yeah. small bodies and great old big balloon heads. Yeah. Think about it. You know, anyway, maybe that or the slimming black suits they wear on the red carpet. <laughs> that, that, I don't that, know. They, who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, Clint, it's been, uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We do. Uh, we do. And I'm sorry. Things. I'm sorry about the delay. Um, I didn't pay my internet bill. That's right. Clint's just a bad. I'm just, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to badmouth my internet company, even though I'm mad at them. I did. I told. I told Travis about my interaction with my with my internet company today, and he called me Karen. That's right. I did. <laughs> he said they deserved it, but yeah, you went. Sometimes Karen. you got to turn on the Karen. You know what I mean? Got to like, turn on the Karen. Sometimes you just got to embrace that. You know what? I, here, here's my famous saying. I'll tell him. I'll say, look, I know that you can't do anything about this. But you're the person that I'm talking to right now, so you get to listen to me grunt. <laughs> and I said, and I'll just lay into it. I'll say, look, you know, if I got a complaint or something, I'll say, look, if you can pass me on to someone else that can change things about what I'm complaining about, I would appreciate that. And you won't have to listen to me. But until then, you're going to have to listen to me because they put you out in front of this to have to deal with me. <laughs> I said, I'm not personally attacking you. You know, I'll, I'll try to be as nice as I can, but sometimes you just got to let people know how you really feel. And I felt so bad because they sent a guy out Tuesday night to work on it. Mm -hmm. Here in the central part of the state, we got snow and rain. It, it covered the ground. It, it was beautiful. It was, it was perfect if you didn't have to drive in it at all because it melted the next, next day and looked pretty. Yeah. I mean, no, didn't cover any roads. You could get to and from. But the poor guy was out there working in it Tuesday night. And he mm -hmm. called me, and I had a lot of stuff going on. And so I I, I wasn't unfriendly, but I also told him, I said, man, I just want to tell you how upset I am about all this. Yeah. I said, no, that's not me suggesting you stay out here and work in this crap. Yeah. I'm just venting. Yeah. And, and then he came out the next day, shook my hand. Uh, they finally got it going Wednesday night, which is one of the nights of the week you kind of have to work. Yeah. So, um, so that's yeah. why. It's coming Anyways, in late. that's why we're late putting this out this week. That's okay. We're, we're, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Clint, we got a holy snikies, a special holy snikies this week, and it comes from the world of the NFL. <laughs> It really was. It's seeing. I actually went over to Tom and Susan and watched the game because I stream everything. 
Mm. And so I couldn't watch the game, and I'm like, I really had been looking forward all week. For and some, which I, game are you talking about? To the to the 49ers Cowboys. I'm looking forward to all the games because all of them good storylines. Mm. Um really, really good storylines. But Cowboys Niners, it is mm. they're not in the same division. But somehow the franchises always seem to play in big playoff moments. Well, and those are the big teams of our youth, right? I mean, it really is. It really we grew is. up in the heyday of Montana and Rice, Montana to Rice, and then Aikman to Irvin and Emmett Smith. You know, so, so yeah. I mean, I I was excited about that game just because yeah. of that. Yeah, I was excited. So I was like, okay, I'm. I said I suggested to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, but I bought steaks to cook. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just, I said, I'll just invite myself over to mom and dad's and tell them mm. I'll cook the steaks. And so, yeah, we, uh, we, we, so that's what I did. But it, it, we talk about the game. It was a good game. I, I love talking the playoffs, but there's one play in particular we are talking about. Yeah. So, so for some, the Cowboys line up in just a crazy formation. Then yeah. they've got Ezekiel Elliott at center. Yeah. It is a crazy, crazy formation. And so, which reminded me of something, you know, my senior year at Arkansas Tech, which we can talk about in a minute. So they got Ezekiel center. 49ers immediately call, call a timeout. Yeah. And this is where I don't know which coach made this call. But they told whoever's lining up over the center is you run that man over. Yeah. The hikes the ball. You pretend like you're a defensive tackle. You pretend like he's a center, and run that man over. Yeah. And man, I don't. Did you know which player it was? No, I don't. But he smoked him. He, goodness gracious, it looked like me trying to guard jump block jumbo in junior high. It was just ugly. It was violent. He smoked him. And then he threw a hook that went about 10 yards. Yeah. And he got tackled immediately. There's no one to pitch the ball to. Now, more than likely, the goal of the play was it was a hook and ladder. And it was going to be, I mean, it's obvious to think about, you know, I mean, it, it, that, you know, Helen Keller could figure it out. Right. They were going to, they were going to throw that hook. And Zeke was going to be the pitch man. Right. And then behind him was going to be Dak for another pitch man. Okay. So Dak's lined up at quarterback, you know. And so they were just going to, you know, start like a hook and ladder type play. Just, you know. Just like, descend, you know, a, descend into madness is what they were wanting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's exactly and so the way you blow that up is if you know who the ladder's going to go to, if you can blow them up at the line of scrimmage, it messes up the hook and ladder. Yeah. If you can, if you know who that original hook and ladder is going to go to, it's done. And that to me, that play was flawed in that it made that obvious of who that was going to. Oh yeah. No, it why was, else it was. would you put Zeke at center? Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, yeah, we're going to fool them. We're going to put our best runner at center in an ineligible position where we can't throw to him. <laughs> they won't figure See, this I, one out. 
I've seen a lot of people hate on the Cowboys for that play, but okay. But it, it's it, how hard is it against an NFL defense to go 74 yards in one play? It's not impossible. It can be done. Now, add on to that, they know you have to get 74 yards in one play. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, – it, the, the, I mean, it's one in a, in a million. So – At least they to, tried something. Yeah, they tried something. It wasn't like, you know, it, it's probably not going to work. Yeah. But, you know, because fourth – I mean, they got to go 74 yards, which means – he's going to have at least a five, 10 step drop. I mean, Dak can't throw it 90 yards. You've got to throw that 90 yards in the air to do a Hail Mary. It can't happen. I mean, they needed to be about at the 50 to make it happen. They were at the 26. So I don't hate on them, but now I love it because it reminded me of the lonesome polecat, Travis. The lonesome polecat. The lonesome polecat, which, which, you know, the reason I told you I was going to segue back to my time at Arkansas Tech where I was, a legendary third string center. Oh yeah, I didn't know. If you, did you know that? I I've heard the rumors. I mean, there's they they wrote folk songs about me down there, Travis. Oh, did they? Well, how did those songs go? Here goes Clint. He's a good guy. Watching the snap <laughs> quarterback's head. Woo 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 woo. Oh yeah, and both football. I think I got that on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You know, I figure I'll get a text from Gabe after that one that my song was that bad. <laughs> uh, they wrote full songs about me, but no. So we they, they do a senior pick game where we pick the seniors kind of pick teams, mm-hmm. and and they let the seniors design a they let the offensive players design a play. Yeah. So Jumbo senior he did a garden round because it's a garden round. Yeah. So. I'm like, okay, you know, every offensive lineman's dream is to get the ball once. Yeah. And so I suggest the lonesome polecat where the center would be eligible. And then the defensive coordinator, Coach Hose, is like, that's not legal. I'm like, yes, it is. It's legal. And he goes, if I report eligible, it, we can do it. And he goes, it's not legal. Are you really suggesting we can we run an illegal play so you can get the football? <laughs> This practice. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. the it's the spring game. Yeah. It, just, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just give me this. I'm a third string walk-on senior. Just yeah. give me this one thing, coach. <laughs> so they, they they pretty much they 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 said no. <laughs> so, but we run the lonesome polecat with just me at center. Uh-huh. Which now it becomes a terrifying thing because not only am I not eligible, I'm going one-on-one with the defensive lineman with the quarterback right behind me <laughs> with no protection at all. Like, oh, so this is so now it's it goes from like woohoo to oh my goodness, what have I done? So they leave it in the game, and we have like one play out of it. It's like a it's like a wide receiver screen to the other yeah. side. So we're getting smoked. We're not playing very well <laughs> and uh, the other team's just killing us and so we run it and it works really well <laughs> and so they go go no huddle with it go no huddle with it <laughs> we ran it like three plays in a row so nice. i will say this 
it wasn't what I wanted, but it, it worked really well. And you got ran more than any play there ever. You so your pit game. It was probably only twice in a row, but for my ego, I keep saying it's three times in a row. Yeah. Well, so that's, yeah, I think that's it's fair. Good. It's yeah. fair enough, isn't it? Okay. Well, Clint, we, uh, last time we talked, we were worried about our piggies, worried about our Razorback team. Or we but nothing heals a struggling basketball team like playing other struggling basketball teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, here, here comes Ole Miss and LSU. And uh, things are looking up for the team, you know. Uh, they, you know, there's still some weaknesses. There's still some struggles. You know, their shooting is better. Uh, I want to talk about a couple individual players that we're seeing just some really good stuff out of. Devo Davis has to be yeah. the big talk of everything right now. Um, you're seeing some leadership out of him. But the most important thing we're seeing is just some really, really good shooting. You know, his his percentages of, you know, I think he was, I forget what his percentage was before the last few games, but, you know, he's been in the, you know, shooting in the, you know, 30, 40, 50% range from three uh, in the last couple games. And, uh, that's really helped this team out, yeah. you know, the fact that he's been able to hit some shots. And he's crediting that with, you know, must challenge the guys a while back that they need to be in the gym shooting on their own outside of practice. Well, and that's what you want a guy like Devo to do. Mm-hmm. You want to see you want to see Devo be the leader. I mean, he's he's the he's been there longer than anybody. Yeah. Um so I mean that's 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 what a guy like Devo Davis should be doing. Now it's it's easy to say that's what the guy should be doing and actually doing it. Yeah. And so he's actually he's actually doing it and he's he's leading by example. Mm-hmm. Um so I man, I've been thrilled to death with Devo. I mean, he's still playing just killer defense. Um it seems like he's he he's cleaned some stuff up, not taking as near as many, just like ah. yeah. yeah. Well, and the problem is, the good thing is now some of those ah, shots are going in. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, they're the three-pointers that are going in. Now, someone else that's, you know, uh, Anthony Black has done a, a better job of controlling the ball. Uh, of course, some of that is Devo's playing a little, a little more point. Um, but I was I was having problems with Black as far as he just seemed to – he seemed to be kind of willy-nilly with the ball some. He was, you know, getting getting the ball taken away from him uh, a little too much and yeah. just being careless with the ball. And uh, the last couple games, we've seen him do a lot better with that for sure. Um, and then uh, what do you think about Anthony Black's play? See, he, he, he reminds you he's a freshman sometimes. Yeah. He exactly. really, really does. He has his freshman lapses, um, a little bit more turnovers than I'd like to see. But I think Anthony Black may have 
I think you could be – I think we're going to be looking here 10, 12 years down the line, and Anthony Black could be a, a perennial all-star. Yeah. I think he's got that – I think he's got that kind of ceiling. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I, I definitely think he is – he's been the best out of all three five-stars we've gotten. Mm. Well, you know, but you see, it's not fair to judge Nick Smith and – you know, and Jordan Walsh is also a heck of a player. He started coming along a little bit too. Um, I still, he's one of them that. No, I know we're talking about Anthony Black here. I'm going to get off on Daniel Jordan Walsh. He's one of them I think is going to jump into the NBA, you know, after this season. And he probably really should stay for a second year at Arkansas. I think he would benefit so much from a second year at Arkansas. Um, but that's my opinion, and, you know, no one cares. Well, his big thing, Jordan Walsh's big game thing is is he needs to round out his offensive game better. Right. Needs to have um, foul trouble, too. Yeah, that, too. But um, but he – now, some of those fouls, though, that one against LSU yeah. wasn't even close. Do you see the video of that? Oh no! But if where Muss went off and Brewer and his son was having Michael Musselman was yeah. having to hold uh, Eric Musselman back, like it was bad. It was yeah. so bad. Like it wasn't even, not even close in Walsh. But now Walsh ended up staying out of uh, staying out of foul trouble in that game. So you know, ended uh, up, well, you know, no, no. And uh, now I think Jordan Walsh could be. You know that guy too, but I just think he would really, yeah, he no, really, he would really benefit from another year at Arkansas. I, I I don't know, I don't know if Anthony Black will help it. Would ever? I mean, I think he's 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 working his way into a top ten pick. Yeah, because I mean, I don't I don't know where Arkansas would be without him. Yeah, you know I. So well now when they sell us you game. I think it was Miller from LSU came in, you know, with that, with that tweet saying something about we're gonna we're gonna run through the smoke. We're gonna run through the smoke, and uh, of course the players took that to heart, and of course Devo shut him down in the first half. Yeah, uh, just shut him down. And that first half, what they scored thirteen points. Yeah, that's nothing ridiculous. That. Like it was, yeah, it was. An awesome display of defense in that first half. But there was a stat in that game, Clint, that the commentators brought out. And I, I forget if it was Jimmy Dykes brought it up or I forget who the play-by-play guy was. Um, but, like, thankfully they said it more than once because I, I, I don't think I misheard them. And this shocked me. Okay. LSU – a Division One basketball team. Yes, they. Yes, they had to replace pretty much the whole team. Yeah, they got a new coach, but a lot of their team are transfer in guys that have played D one ball. Good, they're they're good ball players, right? Yeah. On the season, they're averaging 48, 48, Clint. Two percentage points below 50%, okay, mm-hmm. on layups and dunks. Yeah. 
48%. Now, look, I get frustrated when the Hogs have teams that aren't good at the free throw line. Yeah. And I get frustrated when the Hogs have teams that aren't good from the three-point line. But if we had a team that was shooting 48% from layups and dunks, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> I'd, you know, I'd be ready to give up. Now, now, a lot of those layups, they're considering, you know, just stuff inside the close range. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know. I, I would think Arkansas got killed on the boards the other night because it seemed like a lot of times LSU was getting three or four shots at the basket. And missing it every time. Yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, it, I'm honestly surprised it's not lower from what yeah. I saw in that game. Um, you know, but there's also, there's, there's a lack of fundamentals a lot of times in, in basketball. But because, like, I remember my daughter playing at the YMCA and she was on her team, and the coach said, Hey, your homework is to go home and shoot 10 layups each hand. And he, goes, and he goes, I've seen games won or lost, especially at this level, because teams could make layups. Yeah. They just make, yeah. make your layups. And uh, and I think I was talking to you about a few years ago, you know, I was – because me and you both, you know, I, I joke, you know, I'll watch like a little bit of high school sports, especially high school basketball. I like it. I like watching it, especially if there's somebody I know playing. I'll get on the um, – I'd get on whatever the channel is, channel two, and watch it, watch the take championship games. But I was watching You're talking about the local. Yeah, the local state title games. So yeah. I was watching Conway's women play. And they're coached by Ashley Hutchcraft, Coach John Hutchcraft, former coach at Guy Perkins, legendary mm-hmm. coach. Got like what? Like 13 state titles. Something like that. Yeah. Something like he's got yeah, he's got a lot of state titles. Um but that's his daughter. So I, I knew her. Um, and so she hadn't drawn a play up all night because she coaches like her dad, like go out there and play. Yeah. And then when I need to coach, I'll coach. Yeah. And so drew up the play. I they might have been they might have been down by one. So she draws up the play, time's run out of the game, girl drives to the basket, gets a wide open look. She needs to shoot a left-hand layup. She shoots a right-hand layup, misses the layup. Yeah. It's just like this basic fundamentals, and sometimes yeah. that gets that gets lost. Um, I mean, but it was like it's like, oh, she it was perfect. It couldn't have you couldn't have drew it up better. Yeah. Obviously, she did, but if she drew up uh, perfect and then just tried to shoot the layup with the right hand instead of the left hand. Yeah, and but you know it's a, I don't know it's it's you know, and I'm saying that I'm like that guy on the couch right now eating potato chips, yeah. calling some making fun of athletes because it's not a skill I mastered. You yeah. know, I mean it's like like yeah, like who doesn't know how to shoot a left-handed yeah. layup? Yeah. Me, me, I can't do it. Yeah. So, but you you got to think though, man. Um, I don't know. I I guess it's just. You know, one of the things we've seen nowadays is kids want to shoot the long ball. This the Steph Curryization of basketball. You know, they they want to shoot the long ball. You you go to gyms, 
if you just go out and you watch a bunch of kids play on the playground, they're not they're not down shooting layups. They're not shooting, you know. You and I grew up playing around the world. Remember playing that? Yeah. You know, and you had the stations around the kind of around the free throw line, you know, in the free throw block and everything. And so you worked on mid-range shots, short shots, angle shots, stuff like that. Well, I don't see kids doing that when I'm watching them on a playground anymore. Okay, they're they're just jacking up threes. That's all they do. Yeah. Until you know a coach comes in and tells them to do some other things. Everybody wants to be Steph Curry. Everybody wants to you know drop or John Morant or somebody like that. You know. Yeah. Well, they're not understanding that those guys have put in hours and hours, days, you know, years of practice to get to where they can do that. And then, plus, Steph Curry has great bloodlines. You know, his dad was one of the great pure shooters of all time. And so, but, I mean, I I just, uh, I don't know. you, You lose hope. You know, you you start thinking, well, man, I, these guys can't even can't even get layups and dunks right. You know, now, and I and I'd like to know if that's a trend throughout basketball. You know, I mean, and, but there's hope. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you heard we hadn't we didn't talk about it on here, but a few weeks ago, I think it was the Miami Heat went perfect from the free throw line in a game. Oh wow! Like. Like first time ever for a team to do that, like I think forty something free throws or something like that in a game or something. Like it was, it was pretty pretty cool deal. Um, but um, anyway, I just that stat just blew my mind when I heard that man. because well, like, when you because when you know when you brought it to my attention, I thought, man, that is insane. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's not like you're talking about layups, not anybody on you. A lot of times you got a hand in your face. But I remember yeah. there was a player from Kansas. It was a big white center. And yeah. they're talking about how he had the the highest shooting percentage in college basketball that year. He goes, Well, I should. I'm shooting layups. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm not, it's not like I'm shooting, I'm not like I'm shooting out there. Um, yeah, and, well, you and, know, and, one of my favorite players of all time is Shaq, right? And one of the things that convinced me to like him once he left LSU and went, got in the pros was he was being interviewed as a young player. And, you know, he was dominating, you know. Yeah. And uh, they someone interviewed him. You know, I used to watch that. What was that, a Madrashad show on Saturday mornings? Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Uh, NBA inside the NBA no it's not inside the NBA something like that it, but it was some kind of a NBA something anyway they were interviewing him and he said they asked him said when are you going to get a, a a jump shot like other centers have you know are you going to are you working on that you know a 10 to 15 foot jump shot or a hook or something like that and he said no I'm not working on that. And they're like, well, why, why don't you want? He said, look, I'm seven foot three, 325 pounds. If I'm shooting from 15 feet out, there's something wrong. Yeah. He said, I'm stronger, faster, more athletic than anybody I play against. I should be 
at the basket every play. Yeah. And I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, know your strengths and go to them. But anyway. And by the way, um, the name of the show is NBA Inside Stuff. Inside Stuff. That's it. Yep, inside stuff. Yep. I had to it. Google it. Like I had to know it was going to kill me. Yeah. Modern side. Yeah. But anyway, so now the other thing <laughs> happening, in, you know, and so the hog basketball team plays Baylor Saturday. Which is going to be a tough game. They got some guards that are really yeah. good. It's the last year of the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. Yeah, don't we go to ACC next? A- yeah, SEC ACC. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I mean, it's going to be yeah, it's going because you don't know who you're going to get in Arkansas because the way we recruited, we're going to be we're going to be one of the marquee games. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's fun about having Eric Muscle as coach is you're always going to get – because Baylor's a marquee game. Yeah. Arkansas versus Baylor is a marquee college basketball game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know about Arkansas wins this when you're back in the top 25. You know, you so you got a, you got a lot you're playing for in seeding. Um, but, I mean, you're talking about – they're going to be looking at that next year. You're going to be like, okay, Kentucky's number one. Let's match them with – I mean, you could get matched against Duke. Gets matched against North Carolina. Mm. I mean, it's just the possibilities. Yeah. That. And by the way, and pretty much LSU, they pretty much got Murray State's basketball team from last year. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it's pretty much Murray State in different uniforms with other guys. So it's not, it, it, it's not like it's a complete, I'm not going to give the guy like, he, it wasn't a complete rebuild. I mean, well, they're missing a key cog right now with Justice Hill being out. Um, um, I heard he left. Don't really know why he's out. Yeah, I heard he left the team. Is what I heard. Yeah, he left for personal reasons. Okay, well, I don't know. Okay, I I, I just I heard that on the radio, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they said he's he's left the team. He's in Baton Rouge, so yeah. Okay. You know, his dad hadn't got on drive time and explained anything, so. In fact, well, Randy yeah. and Rick didn't even know about it because um, before the game, they were talking about how Justice was doing, asking how Justice was doing. And I think a caller had to call him and tell him that he had taken a leave of absence from the team. Yeah. So, anyway, hopefully things are okay with him. Oh, no, yeah. And I just – I didn't I didn't know, so that's why I, was, I, I just – I heard – I just heard he'd left the teams, what I heard on the radio as – I was listening to the start of the game on on the radio as I was driving home. So now, um, just to update, I know everybody's already heard this, but definitely answered prayers for Peyton Hillis. He's got to go home and uh, doing better. Um, so that's a good thing. He was, you know, that was, you know, some of the reports coming out were pretty scary sounding uh, there for a while with him, but uh, you know, guys saved us. Saved his kids and and um, almost paid a big price for that, and so glad he's doing okay and hopefully he'll continue to get better and uh, so that's good. And speaking of football, um, there's been some changes there, okay, since we last talked. You know, um, well, I guess the last time we talked about football, I went on my rant about – You went on your rant, and I think, you know, I think, you know, what happened was is – is is I think if you look at it, we get a couple downloads from Fayetteville, and I think old Sam Pittman and your check 
they listened to Spicy T. I think they did. They did, and they like, you're right. You're yeah. right, Kendall, go kick rocks. You see that rock over there? Go kick it. Yeah, because, man, I'm talking. He was rumored to be talking to him, rumored to be talking to him. Then probably going to go. They're working on it. You know, but nothing's official. The school hadn't announced anything. Neither school's announced anything. The next morning, Dan Enos is in Fayetteville. Pittman sweetening out a picture of the two together. Dan Enos is the new offensive coordinator at Arkansas. Yeah. Before they even announced that Kendall Bryles has left. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Kendall's like, got to be like, well, I don't have a job. And then it starts leaking out through several media people that Pittman and Juracek, after the Mississippi State deal, they were like, okay, you're either staying or going. Yeah. I have somebody, and you know, a lot of people think that was Enos then. I have somebody ready to step in. You either go or, or stay. And that Bras decided to stay, but then <coughs> TCU came calling. Right. He listened to his agent, tried to get more money out of Arkansas, and Arkansas said, we've already done this twice. Sorry, you're gone. You better take this one. Yeah. And and then it became probably Bryles trying to talk TCU into taking him partially because, you know, there's a lot of TCU folks aren't happy with it because right. they remember, right. you know, we, we sort of gloss over it. But you know, he came in with some red marks on his on his portfolio there with what happened at Baylor. Well, that stuff at Baylor is probably as bad as anything that's happened at any college football program ever. Yeah. And and we've acted like yeah. we've we've acted like it doesn't happen because he was our guy. Okay. Well, just like I'm, just I'm like we ignored a lot of Bobby Petrino's past whenever he came here, you know. Oh yeah, that's not shady that he's leaving three with three games left of the season. And he's putting a note on his players' locker. No, that's that's because you know that's just ESPN doesn't like us because Home Depot's their main sponsor and they own they own the Falcons. You know that's that's why. You know. Well, you know, Kendall never got directly tied to anything. Yeah. No, he didn't. No, but, and to be fair and. From what I understand, Kendall's family was extremely upset because they love living in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. They're very tied in to the school and the churches and things like that up there. Okay. Um, so from what I what I've been hearing is they were they were really sad to have to leave. You know. No, I mean, they kind of knew they would be leaving sometime. But also, he was a guy, Clint. TCU is his eighth, no, sixth school in eight years. Yeah. So he was a guy that bounced around anyway, that was indecisive about where he wanted to be anyway. Yeah. So this idea of him always looking for greener pastures. So what are your thoughts on Dan Enos coming in? Well, I, I love – I love the hire. I mean, I really do. I mean, the man's, I mean, he's bounced around now, you know, but 
the thing is you want to think the who's the most successful pro hog quarterback in in mine in your lifetime. You gotta say Brandon Allen, the man's gonna make an NFL pension. Yeah. I mean, he he's he's the he's thirty years old and he's still playing in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're one of the top sixty four quarterbacks in the world if you're back if you even if you're the number two guy. Yeah. Dan Enos got him there. The best, the best team Brett Belima had. Dan Enos was calling the place. Yeah, which I think was Brandon Allen's senior year. Then after that, I really think, and I and I've said this before, I think Brett Belima's downfall was losing Sam Pittman. Yeah. So Sam Pittman's worked with him in an offensive coordinator. He knows what he's getting. He's getting a proven commodity. Um, man's coached under Nick Saban. Nick Saban trusted him to coordinate his offense. Yeah. You're quarterbacks. Yeah, coach your quarter. He coaches quarterbacks, called his offense. Yeah. The man, the man can coach. Um yeah. And then Maryland had a good year. I mean, he's coached two. He coached two. Coached two. His younger brother. Mm. So I'm. I'm excited. I, I like the hire. It didn't work in Miami for whatever reason. I remember he was. He had a. He had a. He had a moment down there. But I'm. I'm really. I think it's a good hire. Um, now you know. He also he's turned over a lot of the defensive staff too. Yeah. Well, now going back to you know. I want go to ahead. Sorry, I'm trying to I'm jump ahead. Uh, I think I like to hire also. Um, I do hope Enos puts in some hurry up, no huddle, because I think KJ works well under that. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that we didn't really do with Brandon Allen and and them. Um, I don't know if he did that at Maryland or not, but uh, I think KJ needs that. I think KJ gets in a rhythm doing that. And uh, I think with KJ's ability to run the ball with power like he does, um, that keeps defenses on the on their on their heels. And so I hope he'll incorporate some of that into it. Um, yeah. But I do I do think he's a gap protection on in the running game guy, and I think I like that better than zone. Uh, I think with our running backs, I like that better than zone. I think. I think Rocket will do better in a gap protection scheme because I think Rocket's still trying to figure out the running back. Even though he's one of the best running backs in the SEC, he's still trying to figure out how to be a running back. And I think if you tell him, here's the hole you go through, this is where the gap's going to be, run to it, he's going to do a lot better. And um, and so I think um, I think that's going to go – I think that's going to go better for him. So – I'm a big I'm a big fan of Dan Enos. I love the fact it was killing me that Walker White, the great quarterback from uh, Little Rock Christian, uh, John David White's little brother, was yeah. not considered in Arkansas because of brawls, um, and now he is considered Arkansas, and, yeah. and a lot of people thinking that Arkansas has a chance to get him. You know he. Enos went there the first day he was here and he got him up there for a visit the last weekend. And so, you know, this last weekend they had some studs on campus. Right. Just, you just talked the quarterback room. They had 
like stud quarterbacks till 2026 with the Archer kid from from Greenwood was there. Yeah. I mean they had they had they had some stud guys up there ready, you know, uh the, if they could get two of those three, the quarterback future for Arkansas is nice. Nice. You've got to look at that quarterback room we have right now. And 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 see the type of players that we have in that room. Mm. You know, KJ KJ Jefferson's a top ten quarterback in the country. Yeah. You know, Jacoby Criswell, he's a big, strong, athletic kid. And then same thing with Malachi. We have got a good quarterback room. And the like you said, we can get two of those three. Those are those guys that are up there. I think the future's the future is bright because at the end of the day, you've either got the quarterback position figured out or you're trying to figure it out. And what think, I've heard and what highlights I've seen of Walker White, he's the truth. That kid, that kid's got good throwing motion. He can he runs like a four six, so he's mobile. You know, he I don't know why bro Browse. I, they just said he wasn't a good fit for Brawl's offense, but I don't see how. He looks like, to me, one of those kids that you could put him in any offense. And he, yeah. No, and, and and when you've got – and when you've got – Dan Enos needs to come in this season and design the offense to work around K.J. Jefferson. Yeah. Because he's their best chance to win. You get Walker White, somebody like that, Design the offense, tweak the offense a little bit. You're good. You're good. You're good offensive coordinators. You're good head coaches. They look at what you have and they say, okay, let's, I'm going to blend some of what I do. I'm also going to take what you're good at and I'm going to mix it in with this to make the best dish. And there you well, go. Well, one of the best things about that quarterback room that you mentioned is two of those backups, Criswell and Singleton. Are similar to KJ. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean so they're, they're similar top players, so you're not gonna have to you're not gonna have to change up the offense when they come in. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think like with Hornsby, Hornsby was a different kind of player. You know, I mean, even though he was mobile like KJ, he was more of the speed mobile, so he was different. So you had to run different kinds of running plays with him than you would with KJ. You definitely couldn't run the same kind of passing plays you did with KJ. They had different kinds of arms. Um, so yeah, I I think you're right. The you feel got to feel better about the quarterback room. You got to feel better about who's leading that with Enos. Another year with KJ. Um, so yeah, it's you know, and then like you said, there's they've. Build out the defensive staff. You got Williams. They brought in the co-defensive coordinator from Florida State, who's going to do D-backs. Um, and then you got the other guy from Florida. I don't know where he was from. Yeah, Florida. I think he was working as as an analyst, but yeah. he coaching. But when you have historically bad defense, you have historically bad, you know, changes. Yeah. And I think, you know, Deke Adams being the only holdover um, says something. I think we, I, I think Pittman saw the writing on the wall with Shear being gone as soon as Odom got a head coaching job. Yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, obviously he hired – he had hired um, Williams knowing that he was going to probably coach linebackers. Yeah. So, he just wasn't going to come out and say it. But yeah. – uh, so, you got – I mean, new blood in the secondary coaching staff, I think, is a good thing. Yeah. I really do. Um, you, uh, Nui, um, Dwight McLaughlin coming back, mm. running back. Yeah. But you got to think about that. You know, you've got three pretty – three all-SEC in some form fashions coming back to that secondary next year. You're at because you got Hudson Clark, all SEC safety. Mm. Um, you got Quincy, all SEC freshman. Yeah. And then you've got Nudie, all SEC cornerback. So you got some good pieces coming back. And I think with the transfer portal, they've added a couple good players from Baylor. Um yeah. I, I expect to see them much improved on defense. I'm looking forward to seeing the product they put out there. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for football season next year. Well, and we'll talk about this. I'm sure a lot as we get going, keep going. But the other thing is, um, a little more of a friendly schedule, a lot friendlier. I think, I think it, it's a lot friendlier in fact of who we play. I think it's a little less friendly as far as who's at home. Yeah, you know, this year we, we had we got lucky as far as who we had at home. It's just they were tough teams at home, uh, but we next year's it's I think if I remember right, I think we you know we got some tough road games, but other than that, it's easier schedule. We got we got some cupcakes in there that we right. maybe can get some of those games where we're able to get some people healthy that we can coast through that we didn't have this last year. So well, you, you look at last year's just non-conference Cincinnati had just been, a, they were just a playoff team. You opened the season with them. Yeah. Missouri state. You got to say it was a disappointing team. And the fact that it was competitive was disappointing. It just is what yeah. it is. Liberty wasn't that bad. They, they had, they had power five talent on a lot of places, but the game we should have lost, but I mean, shouldn't have lost. We just shouldn't have. Healthy KJ, we win it. And then BYU, I mean, it was just, it was a scary. Because I think I told you, I said, I don't know if Chad Morris would win a game on this schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And he usually was good to at least eke out a FCS yeah. win. So, yeah. well, now Kendall Browse, as I'm sure, is getting uh, talks with Chandler Morris. Uh, down at uh, TCU because that's his quarterback now. And so he'll get to see. Uh, well, Chandler started off as the starting quarterback and he got hurt. Yeah. So then Max Duggan just didn't give the job up. Yeah. That'll be interesting to watch. So, well, Clint, man, it's uh, lots of fun stuff going on with the Hogs. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really talk about women's basketball much, but uh, they, they got. Uh, whew, they had a tough one against uh, South Carolina the other night. Uh, when the when the well, team you play has more rebounds than you have points, that's that's a bad day. 
Um, so you know, South Carolina does that to a lot of teams. Yeah, they do. It just other than that, the girls are playing good and uh, yeah. representing the Hogs well. So hopefully they'll have a finish out the year well. We'll keep rooting on the Hogs basketball team and uh, hopefully Baylor. They'll get them Saturday. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to watching that game. Yeah, kind of a throwback to the old Southwest Conference days. I bet that gets mentioned by the announcers. And, uh, once or twice. Yeah, once or twice there. So. Once or twice. Anyway, folks, we thank you all so much for listening and watching. Uh, don't forget we're on Apple. Go to Apple and give us a five-star review. Uh, that that helps us get noticed by other people. So um, anytime you can do that, same with Facebook, YouTube, any of those places, you know, that, that kind of stuff helps us out. Um, if you like listening to this, like watching it, uh, share it, share it, share it, share it. That's the best thing you can do to help us out. Okay. Hey, and follow us on social media too. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, Facebook. That's right. right. Follow us on social media. Uh, and we'll try to respond to you when we can and, uh, all that good stuff. But seriously, thank you so much. Um, we look forward, sorry, this week's a little late, but, um, once again, Clint's got to pay his bills. I got to pay my bills. He's like Destiny's Child. He's got those bills, bills, bills. So, uh, anyway, Clint, man. And everything I own in a box to the left. <laughs> That's right. Clint, as fun as always. And uh, Hometown Roofing, Booyah, Bobby B. And I want to uh, – how about some Big C, Bigger T podcast right there? How about that logo? Those two good-looking fellas right there. Yeah, I'll look behind me to see it. It's a green screen. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening and tuning in. And once again, share, like, all that good stuff. We appreciate you so much. Have Bye, a everybody. Sweat. What?